Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Seven Cents. So it's a very exciting day. Today's our first episode. It's about a topic that is easily overlooked, yet it continues to be a huge problem in today's corporate America. And trust me, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have at least some some sort of experience in corporate America. That topic today is toxic workplace relationships. Now, this podcast is going to be about how to mitigate the toxicity and turn those relationships around or just how to escape them altogether. So stay tuned. No matter what you're listening to this for, it's going to be a good one. This one is going to be my approach based on my experiences that I've had in corporate America working as an attorney for one of the largest insurance defense and medical malpractice law firms in the state of Florida. Now, make sure that you listen to this episode first because in episode two, I'm going to interview a guest who has a much different perspective on how she handles uh, workplace conflict. But today, I'm going to take you through a few of the scenarios that I have experienced myself and discuss my personal experience. Whether you're attempting to mitigate the problem or you're looking for a way to get out of a miserable situation, you will not want to miss this and make sure to get out a pen and paper and take some notes. So for starters, let's assume that you would rather mitigate the damage, remedy the issue once and for all, and move on with your life. So the first thing that we need to take into consideration if we want to mitigate the problem is confront the issue head on. Initiate the conversation with whomever you need to do so with, but allow them to be heard first. Make sure you give them the opportunity to uh, discuss any issues that they have with you if they would like to do that first. Be direct. Be face-to-face. Don't do this over email. Don't call their office. Just knock on their door. Tell them you'd like to talk to them for a moment. More than likely, they're already going to know what you want to talk about make sure that you listen intently to what their comments are you know up front and ahead of time this is your investigation period this is the time where you want to gather as much information as possible so that you know how to respond as directly as possible addressing their concerns from their point of view but then also weave in and let them know what your point of view is as well because that's the whole reason that you want to talk you want to solve the issue once and for all and move on with your lives so as i mentioned make sure that you allow them to go first if they choose to but then in return make sure that they also then listen to you because that's the key to effective communication allowing one party to speak at a time with each party listening intently to understand each point of view Now, with that said, it's also point number two is extremely important to be open-minded. Be prepared to concede things where you're wrong. If the other side makes a point that you hadn't thought about and you don't really have an argument to respond to them with, go ahead and admit that. That's fine. Concede it. It shows strength on your end. There's nothing wrong with that. But similarly, in areas where you know you're correct, your argument is airtight, stand strong and don't back down because you're going to be, you could be talking to a boss, you could be talking to somebody who's been there uh, twice as long as you, but yet they don't have the, a title that necessarily outranks you. Make sure that you don't, regardless of who you're talking to, you're not backing down to whether it's the 
the CEO of the company, or just one of your colleagues. This shows strength on your part. It might seem difficult, of course, if it's a superior, but it's not disrespectful. Think of it from a a different point of view. There's no two minds on the face of the earth that are going to agree on literally everything. It's normal to disagree. So long as the exchanges are respectful and there's not any type of insulting or derogatory undertone, focus on the facts. Even if the other party begins to insult you, question your integrity, or attacks you personally, make sure that you remain 100% in control of your emotions. You don't want to allow your emotions to control your thoughts. Your emotions will distract you from the important facts that will solve the problem you're trying to solve. Now I know sometimes this might seem incredibly difficult or nearly impossible to do in some cases especially when the other person has a very large ego and they're not even allowing you to speak or engage in any kind of meaningful dialogue. Unfortunately, and this is coming from my own personal experience, you may not accomplish your goal on the first try. You might not be able to talk to them. You might not be able to get through to them. For whatever reason, don't give up after the first try. Assuming you don't accomplish your goal, Try two more times, and if you're not able to accomplish anything or communicate effectively with the other party, it's likely not your fault. It's likely the behavior from the other side that is preventing you from communicating productively, and until they change that behavior, it's not going to happen. Once you recognize this, at this point, you should decide how much you value your time and the investment you're making in a company, firm, or person that doesn't value you, nor do they respect your opinion. In my particular case, I chose to end the relationship because I value my time, my energy, my health, my happiness more than I valued my employment at this firm and my relationship with these individuals. I'm gonna give you a brief example of of a circumstance or scenario that I went through, how I handled it, and how I ended up um, quitting my job, which is the second alternative in today's podcast. I won't be using any names, nor will I be mentioning the name of the firm. However, I had a case where I was working with a one of the partners, and this was a premises liability personal injury case, and we represented one of the companies that uh, managed this particular facility. The plaintiff had fall- tripped and fallen over a crack in the sidewalk and ended up uh, landing on his knee, injuring his elbow, his shoulder, and had severe neck pain. Had several surgeries, and long story short, had been treating for the past five to seven years. So I had, as the associate on the file, the associate is responsible for working it up, gathering evidence, taking depositions, building the case from the ground up to be as strong as as humanly possible to then communicate our strengths, communicate all of our weaknesses to the client, to allow them to make a business decision about whether it's going to be better to mediate and settle the case or continue gathering more evidence and take the case to trial. At this point, we were getting ready to go to mediation. 
The case was built up as much as we possibly could. We had been building it for about the last year and a half, and we were getting ready to go to mediation. I had typed up a report to the client that that laid out everything, all of our strengths and our weaknesses, to inform them that, in my opinion, from a legal perspective, that it would be in their best interest to settle the case in light of the the facts up to this point and the amount of treatment that this individual had received and also taking into consideration other aspects like jurisdiction and venue. The partner read the report uh, in order to okay it before sending it to the client and did not like the report. He did not like some of the concessions that I was making in the report and basically said that um, I had to redo the entire thing. And so naturally I asked him why. And he said that there was no reason for us to make any of the concessions that we made. Even though the concessions that I made were documented via depositions and written interrogatories as true. So I was uncomfortable saying anything other than what I had said because if I had said anything different, it would amount to a lie in my opinion. So I asked the partner, I said, so you're telling me that there's, that there's some type of middle ground between telling the truth and not lying. And I didn't quite understand what he was saying. So I So I I asked the partner, "How would you like me to adjust adjust the language of this because everything that I have put in here is true, it's accurate, it's documented, written in two written formats. And if I say anything different than what I have said here, it's going to amount to a blatant lie. So you're telling so I asked him I said so you're telling me that you'd like me to lie in this report to the client and his response was no well no we're not going to lie we're we're just not going to tell the truth. I said wait wait wait. So so there's a middle ground between not telling the truth and lying. And I I'm not sure. I have no idea what that middle ground is. If you could give me uh Give me an idea of where your head is, where your head is at in regard to in regard to that statement. And we continued to argue. The argument got heated. One of the part I honestly thought that we were about to fight physically, but one of the other partners came in and kind of uh, got us to cool down. Um, but this was just one of those instances where the junior partner that I was working with where his ego just got in the way and he started throwing personal attacks at me and I threatened to walk out of the office because I could tell that the argument was not going anywhere. Um, partner didn't like that. He didn't like the fact that I was ending the argument. He wanted to sit there and continue arguing with me. I knew that there was no way that I was going to get through to him because he was my superior. He had been there for about five years more than I had been there. And, you know, 
of course he's not going to listen to somebody who has five years less experience than he does, especially with the the size of his ego. Um, on top of that, Now, on top of that, in my opinion, well, it wasn't even my opinion. This was just straight up fact that he had no idea what was even going on in the case because I was the one that had worked the case up from start to finish. He didn't even know what treatment this guy had received other than what he read from my report. So there's, there's no way that he had a better grasp of the case than I did. Not not to say that I know best or that I was absolutely right and he was absolutely wrong. I'm merely giving you that information so you understand or you're able to see sometimes where it's just impossible to communicate with somebody in a productive way. Even though the facts are clear that the other side is wrong. Like in this case. So after that whole big deal, I ended up going back to my office. I typed up my resignation letter and put it on the HR's desk for her to review the following morning. Now, I had been on the fence for quite a period of time up to this point. Um, Just miserable working 12 12 to 15 hour days and... I just had had enough. I knew that I wasn't going to be there for the next 30 years of my life and I wasn't going to get to retirement and look back and be proud of the things that I had done and be proud of the career that I had built up to that point. So again, similarly, the best way to go about ending a relationship is to do it quickly. Don't think about it. Follow your heart. Be professional at all times. And type up a formal resignation letter. Put it in writing and stick to your guns. They're more than likely, whether it's HR or if it's a smaller firm and it's just a superior, they're going to try and talk you out of it, of course. It's not profitable, nor is it efficient for many, many firms to continue continue hiring new people continuing to train new people so of course they want to keep people around they want to keep employees even though even though there's going to be some butting of heads at some points but similar to mitigating a bad relationship or a toxic relationship when it comes to ending it you also want to do it the same way you want to be as direct as possible as short as possible and be professional. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you receive your podcasts. And until next time, in episode two, as a reminder, it's going to be one of my former colleagues and someone who handles and has different a different perspective on dealing with toxic workplace relationships. Thanks a lot, guys.